Welcome to the Viking Age podcast. My name is Chris Shad. I write for the Viking Age as well as bring me the news, zone coverage, and the Brookings Register. My co-host, who you see to my right, is Adam Patrick. He is the managing editor of the Viking Age. We do this every Monday with a late week episode right here on the Viking Age YouTube channel. We're also on Apple and Spotify the very next day, but however you consume us, don't forget to rate, comment, share, and subscribe so you never miss a new episode and we can spread the word to the masses. Adam, before we start screaming into the abyss here about everything surrounding the Vikings, I'm going to be polite. I'm going to ask, how was your Christmas? <laughs> it was good. Um, my oldest son's born on Christmas, so uh, it's always a busy day because half the day is Christmas and the other half is his birthday. So it's always busy and exhausting, but it went well. Um Lots of uh, wrapping paper, picking up, taking stuff out of boxes, and uh, bringing all that stuff to the dumpster, but it was good. And uh, yeah, I think uh, nobody's sick right now, so that's good. The first week didn't go so well, so we're winding down here, and everyone's going back to school soon. But uh, Christmas was good. Christmas probably wasn't as good for the Vikings, but um, that's their own fault. Well, I think that's more Nick Mullen's fault than it is uh <laughs> Yeah, I uh, went home on Christmas Eve just in time for the Vikings game. And I think my family is still traumatized uh, from me screaming at the TV. Uh, Colin, I believe I called Nick Mullins a needle dick bitch on that last interception. Um, I know that's not professional, but sober, right? after, yeah, after about, you know, Three anxiety beers and a shot of fireball. I think uh, some just as good as truth serum. That was for breakfast. Yes, that was for breakfast. Fan Chris and professional Chris are two different things. (laughs) You know, fan Chris is the one you see when I'm not writing article. I mean, hell, you see fan Chris when I'm writing articles, too, because like sometimes I just can't help it. And I have a sense of humor. And if you don't have a sense of humor with this team, you're just going to be absolutely miserable. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I, I was I was pretty upset because Nick Mullins um he gave away footballs faster than Kevin O'Connell during a pregame speech or excuse me, a postgame speech. I botched the joke. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, you know, outcomes and situations and everything else, you know, you just can't get that. So I just give a game ball to everybody and say fuck it. And that's one last <laughs> I know thing the last, I have to think about. The, the last speech we we saw was the, the three to nothing game. We haven't seen one. In like six weeks, show the losing speeches. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. You know what? Uh, four months ago, we set out on a mission, and that mission was to win nine games not just not 10, not eight, not anything. Nine and eight. If we got made the playoffs, we made the playoffs. If we didn't, we made the playoffs. But Nick Mullins, I would give you a game ball, but you're just going to give it to the Lions right away anyway. So we're going to just. Um, <laughs> We're just going to move on here. Let's look into the future because we didn't have a show on Monday. Thank God, because I probably would have said some other things about Nick Mullins. I probably would have regretted uh, under a much sober uh, landscape. Uh, Jaron Hall is starting against the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Nick Mullins, of course, has thrown six interceptions in two starts for the Vikings uh, since taking over Josh Dobbs. He had four against the Lions on Christmas Eve. Uh, Also pro football focus, giving Nick Mullins a 10.8% turnover worthy play rate. Not great. Not great for a team who just turns the ball over by like breathing air. Just like, why does the other team have the ball? This is weird. They're second in the league in turnovers this year. So if you want to look at why the Vikings are 
clinging on to dear life for a playoff spot. Uh, that's probably reason number one. I wish Nick Mullins all the best, but at the same time, I never want to see his face again because watching that game over and over, it's like just the photos of Nick Mullins throwing. It's just like, and like there's guys draped over him and he's like, oh, fuck it. I'm going to throw it 50 yards down the field because I have a massive arm. He is literally, he is literally <laughs> football's version of Scrappy-Doo. Like, he, I don't know. Like some people are like, what's Scrappy-Doo? Go back, watch old cartoons, and Scrappy Dude was like Scooby Doo's cousin. And he was just like getting into fights and stuff, even though he was like a puppy. And like, just throw- that's Nick Mullins. It's like, I have a howitzer of a cannon. I'm Brett Favre compared with Patrick Mahomes. No, you don't. You're Nick Mullins. You suck. Okay. And oh, like you said, it was a very good thing we didn't have a podcast. He's got the, the mentality of, uh, of Brett Favre, but the arm of Christian Ponder. Yeah. It, it, not even that. I. I mean, I it just, I, I just thinking about it is just having me short circuit right now. So, so let's again move towards the future. Kevin O'Connell announced that Jaron Hall is the starter. Hall started the November fifth game in the, against the Falcons. Uh, he completed five of six passes, seventy-eight yards before suffering a concussion. Every Viking fan has hung that in the lover, or however you're supposed to pronounce it. Uh, and Josh Dobbs came in. Nick Mullins came in. And now Jaron Hall gets his turn. So, um, is this the right call? Should they t- should they have tossed Hall in sooner? What What are you thinking? Uh, I think it's the right call for now. Um, they really, I don't think they really had a choice. Like, but for as well, I guess you could say as as Nick Mullins is playing, the offense is moving well up and down the field, but his turnovers were just too costly. Like the Vikings lost by what six or seven against the Lions, and that was with four interceptions. You throw one less or two less interceptions, you win that game. Um, so it didn't really matter that they were moving the ball up and down the field because they were just, you know, it was like a ticking time bomb of when, it, when Nick Mullins was going to turn the ball over. And, um, I think Kevin O'Connell was just frustrated with that. And the second quarterback to throw four interceptions in the last few weeks, he's just like, I just need to find someone who can not just, just don't throw four interceptions. Like just like Jaron Hall, just throw three. Seems okay? like a low bar to clear, doesn't right? it? But, just just you know. throw three. You can throw three, but don't throw four. Um, but at the same time, I think Kevin O'Connell deserves a little bit of the blame too for um, not really adjusting his offense with these backups. Like I was just reading something uh, from ESPN's Kevin Seifert, and O'Connell was kind of, kind of, it felt like kind of bragging about how he hasn't adjusted really anything, and they're still running the same schemes. They're still being just as aggressive. Um, they're still not, they're not taking the easy throws, and it's just, and it's just like, okay, that's great. Your your offense is productive. You're getting you know, good yards per per gate per play or whatever, but you've lost four of the last five. These quarterbacks clearly have had too much pressure put on them. They can't handle it, and they're turn, they're trying to do too much. And you're not helping them out by you know running the ball or giving them quick throws. So you know, do I expect anything different with two weeks left in the season with Jaron Hall? No. Um. So unfortunately. Um, I don't know if much is going to change in terms of turnovers with Jaron Hall. I would like to, I would, I would like to give him the benefit of the doubt, but he's a rookie and he's going to make mistakes anyways. Um, but you know, I'll root for the kid. And I, I, uh, from every time I watched Jaron Hall speak, like in his pressers or whatever, I always come away impressed. And then I remember like, oh yeah, he's like 25, 26. So he's pretty mature for a rookie. Um, but I always come away impressed. He seems, you know, composed. He doesn't, doesn't look like he doesn't belong up there. Um, but, but right now, you know, the Vikings didn't really have a choice, but I, I, I'm not so sure things are going to really get any better with Jaron Hall. I think, you know, 
someone played kind of this hindsight game, like, oh, they should have they should have played him two weeks earlier. And I kind of agree with that. Like, even looking back, so Josh Dobbs is in there, he's struggling. They put Nick Mullins in. Okay, he knows the offense, whatever. Is two weeks really going to make a difference from Jaron Hall doing what Nick Mullins did over the last two weeks to oh my God, he's Peyton Manning. Uh, or if you threw him in for a month, you know, kind of went to it and said, Hey, you know, this isn't working. Maybe you're not ready. I mean, we we got a comment right here from Dem Boys Good. I don't know if that's like Dem Boys like the Briscoes or Dem Boys like oh, the Cowboys, Cowboys, as in uh yeah. who gonna stop that's, them? That's- uh People stopped him last two weeks, I believe. Um, (laughs) Tony Pollard, wide open end zone, stopped at the one. Weird. It's got got the the Madison uh, disease, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Just can't sniff the end zone. Uh, DeAndre Swift syndrome, uh, where he gets down at the one all the time. At least DeAndre Swift gains more than negative two yards per carry. uh, This this is true, yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's also pretty funny because Jason Kelsey was talking. Oh, yeah. Last time he went down at the one, he's like, you know sorry. what we're going to do, yeah, right? Sorry. <laughs> he's like, you're not, uh, getting, you're not getting this touchdown. <laughs> but, um, you know, Jaron Hall, I, I think you have to ask, you know, what are reasonable expectations? Because I think the best case scenario for Jaron Hall is that he plays good and you have a backup quarterback and you don't have to do this whole, all right, we got journeyman number one. We got journeyman number two. We got to, you know, like piecing things together. Jaron Hall I think he can be a solid backup. I I don't think he's going to be your starting franchise quarterback in the future. I said that when he was drafted because, as you mentioned, the guy is 25. I'm not even going to call him a kid. The guy is 25 years old. He spent five years in college. He went to a mission, which, you know, that's that's what you do when you go to BYU. And I, I think, like, his first observation from his NFL start, he was talking to the media. He's like, God, those guys are fast out there. It's like, yeah. yep. Uh, welcome to the NFL, Mr. 25 year old. Um, like my thing is kind of what you mentioned. Can Kevin O'Connell please help this kid out? Cause if you're in a, you know, I, I mean, we've seen this before, like this is my system and I am unwilling to adapt to anyone because this is the system. Like North Dude, yeah. Dude, you don't have Kirk Cousins back there anymore. You don't have Matthew Stafford. You fuck. You don't even have Jameis Winston back there. I mean, you had, in terms of turnovers, you yeah, had Colt McCoy in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean, it's just like you know uh, Zach Taylor over in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Joe Burrow goes down. They put Jake Browning in. They somehow found a way to kind of stick around in the playoff race after that happened because they switched things up. They ran more play action. They ran more screens. Holy shit. Screens that work. What what a concept. They stuck with the run, even though they got stopped on the first couple. And you know what? Ty Chandler was dog shit on Sunday, too. I know Chris. you said Christian Derrissaw said in the post game that, hey, I didn't think the running game was bad. I'm sure the offensive line did their job, but the running back didn't know which hole to pick. So Kevin O'Connell was like, eh, okay. But I mean, to seriously just go 20 yard pass after 20 yard pass after 20 yard pass downfield because Kirk Cousins can do it doesn't work for anybody else. So a guy like Darren Hall, who also doesn't have the strongest arm in the world, don't have him go out there and just go downfield, no yeah. risk it, biscuit, boogity, 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 fuck, fuck, fuck. I'm Bruce Arians type of offense. <laughs> yeah. Which, which, by the way, you've heard him talk, so I mean that's like yeah, yeah. accurate. Like, yeah. well, we you mentioned earlier how Nick Mullins has has had like a a ten percent turnover ratio or, or rate or whatever. Um, well, he had forty dropbacks last week, so ten percent of that has a turnover every what ten dropbacks. And guess nah. what? He had a turnover 
every 10 drop back um so yeah like kevin it's it's weird because we thought kevin o'connell was gonna was going to be this guy that kind of played more to his players strengths and adjusted things as he went along and he's done it here and there um but you look at a team like the browns who have also had four different starting quarterbacks this season and they just went to playoff berth last night i think they're 11 and 5 um right now they're rolling with 38 year old joe flacco who one is just playing out of his mind uh, but the vikings totally should have saw this coming they they yeah they should have they they passed they didn't they they saw his 3 and 14 record in his last 17 starts before this season and were like you know what? I still think I still think he's got something. Um, but it just goes to show, like Kevin Stefanski, you know, he's adjusted his offense. They they lost Nick Chubb first game of the year. They're still running the ball thirty times a game without Nick Chubb. Um, and whether that's you know just Stefanski's offensive philosophy or not, but I feel like Stefanski's been a coach long enough in this league to realize, you know, these guys are not Deshaun Watson. Um, even even Deshaun Watson can't really do the things that he used to do. Like I can't put this offense on their back, you know, like a Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen. I need to help them. I need to give them, you know, easier passes, you know, rely more on the running game, you know, switch things up just to make things easier. And and Kevin O'Connell's just like, no, we're going to run. We got Josh Dobbs back there. He's going to do some seven step drops. He's going to run some play action, even when the run game isn't even working. And uh, we're going to have him, go over all five of his progressions, see who's open the most and see if he can throw there. It's like, no, just like, what are we doing? Come on. And if he like, runs, I'm going to get upset. Yeah. If, if he gets the first down, you suck. What are you doing? Um, But like, I don't, I don't know if he expects these guys to come in right away and then just be Kirk cousins. Um, Or he just wants them. He just so fixated on running his offense and he just, he doesn't want to switch it up to the detriment of the other players in the offense. But like, this is the NFL. You have to, Injuries happen every year. You have to adjust. Like when Justin Jefferson was out, did Jordan Addison like take over the role of Justin Jefferson? No, he didn't. Like they spread the ball around to Addison, Hawkinson, you know, KJ Osborne when he caught the ball, Brandon Powell got involved. Like why was that easy to do? But other stuff you, you know, you have to adjust. You can't like you get an entirely new quarterback and you're like, you just need to do the same exact things that Kirk does. And if you can't do it, well, then I'm going to bench you. So it's like, oh. Okay, so like I don't Nick Mullins is not good, but I don't really blame him entirely for the struggles that he's had in the last two weeks. I put a bunch of that on Kevin O'Connell as well. Well, with that in mind, why don't they just bring Kirk Cousins back next season? Because that's kind of the next thing I'm thinking here is saw a lot of tweets on Christmas Eve saying like, look at this. Nick Mullins and Josh Dobbs, they suck. Like, do you want to roll with these guys forever and ever? Just just bring Kirk back. Give him what he wants. Give him what he wants. Like, <laughs> Kirk's in schools. He's getting everybody hyped up like he's Santa Claus dishing out PS5s all over the place. <laughs> he's got the boom box and the tunnel. And yeah. everybody's just like, Mike Kirky. Like, everybody was like Kyle Shanahan over here. Mike Kirky, my, I wish you were here. When this is over, we should get an apartment together. And Kirk's like, no, that's a sin. Um <laughs> Do the like do the Vikings? I I think everybody knows where we stand on Kirk Cousins. But do the Vikings absolutely I don't need know. to bring back Kirk Cousins? Give him a blank check. Come back, Kirky. We'll do whatever you want. Like what 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 should what should they do here? Well, I think people assume that 
me and you want him out of town no matter what, regardless. Um, like next year, no matter no matter what, just get rid of him. And I I don't think that we agree with that. I think that we want a plan to be put in place to find someone who has maybe a better chance at accomplishing what you want to accomplish. And if you have to keep Kirk Cousins around for another year or two to accomplish that, then fine. But you need to make some steps, trade up in the draft, get a guy who you think you can build around and start from there. Like Kirk Cousins gives you what he can give you. He's shown in the past that he has limitations. I don't care what he does in October and November. I really don't. He does it every year. Come December, come January, come those heated situations. It's just not that guy. Um, I don't care that he had giant comeback against the Colts last year who were terrible and had a, you know, a coach from ESPN on the sideline running things. Um, who recently, did you see he came out and said, like, I think it was McAfee, where he went in the locker room there up like, like what, 33 minutes and a half, and he was like, guys, we're in trouble. <laughs> he knew he knew that they were not playing well and, i don't know what to do <laughs> yeah he's like this is not good we uh i don't have 33 points but this is we're not playing well um because i don't think the offense scored that many points it's like special teams and defense um but yeah like okay i understand bringing kirk Cousins back but if he you know, and it also depends on what he wants this has been thrown out here too i heard you know, I was listening to, I think it was the Access Vikings podcast with, with Ben Gessling and Andrew Kramer from the Star Tribune yesterday. And Gessling was was saying how if Kirk Cousins wants, you know, 40 million or, or more a year, then he's probably not going to get that from the Vikings. So um, he's going to have to maybe if he wants to stay in Minnesota, he's going to have to make some sacrifices as well. And, then you know, you got the, the, the comments from Justin Jefferson. What is he supposed to say? <laughs> is he supposed to be like? Oh, I'm just, I'm counting. I have a countdown calendar, you know, at home. I'm just counting down the days until Kirk Cousins gets his ass out of here. Cause I'm finally looking forward to, you know, winning a playoff game. Finally looking forward to, you know, someone who can, you know, throw the ball to me in crunch time. Um, no, he's not going to say that. Um, he's not that kind of guy. He's never been that kind of guy. Like even Nick Mullins, and Josh Dobbs, as much as they were struggling the last few weeks, Jefferson was still like, yeah, they struggle, but, you know, they, they do really well in practice and we have confidence in them, blah, 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 blah. Like, that's, that's, that's what he is. He's not he's, he's not going to throw anyone under the bus. That's not the kind of guy he is, regardless of where he thinks. Um, and then people are insinuating that, oh, Jefferson's not going to sign if, if Cousins doesn't sign. And I just, I don't believe that. I, I'm, sh- I'm sure he wants Cousins to come back because he is used to, he's built this, you know, this chemistry with cousins and he doesn't and he, and he likes it he gets the ball a lot and he, he cousins most of the time gets the puts the ball where he you know needs it to be um and he likes that so yeah of course he would want him back but at the same time i think he would also if the vikings are going to move on he would like input on who the vikings are going to bring in are they going to draft someone you know is is jefferson going to be okay with the transition which i think he will because he's going to be making a shitload of money um so you know but I do think he's not going to be in training camp next summer if he doesn't have an extension by then, because look what just happened to TJ Hawkinson. Hawkinson, you know, had his back ear problems and equilibrium or whatever. He got his contract and now he just tore his ACL, but he's, you know, he doesn't have to worry about his money because he just signed that deal. So that's got to be in the back of Jefferson's mind too. But uh, yeah, once again, this offseason, will they or won't they bring back her just a never ending circle of death um <laughs> Vikings can't I'm tired man yeah. <laughs> I am so tired of this like, it would have been every offseason I, since yeah. he was signed and, and like you know what 
I mean, I think MJF had this long uh, Maxwell Jacob Friedman, for those of you who don't speak from wrestling. AEW. Uh, yes. And, and he had this long post on the trip players tribune this morning. And it basically said that anybody who's not polarizing isn't worth a fuck. Like they, they, they're just not worth your time. And I, I think that's true of cousins. Like Kirk's a good quarterback again, but you're also paying him elite money. That's where the problem is. And you have people on one side of the spectrum who Kirk is the greatest ever look at his stats and everything else. And look at what Josh Dobbs and Nick Mullins did and all this stuff. And you have people on the other side who are just like, dude, he can't win a playoff game. He melts down just about every time you have a big game, like get him out of here. Stop paying him 40, $50 million a year. I think he's only making 35 million a year, but that's the thing. Like, like, I have a problem with people who say, oh, bring Kirk Cousins back no matter what. You you saw what happened here. The season went, so there was something special going on with the Vikings. Let's talk about the Vikings this year. They started one and four, right? <laughs> they started one and four with Kirk Cousins in the lineup. And Justin Jefferson was in the lineup yep. for all five of those games. Now he got hurt in the fifth one, but that doesn't really matter. So you are in a one and four hole with Kirk Cousins. Kirko goes out on Monday night football, shreds the 49ers who are at half strength because they were missing Christian McCaffrey, Trent Williams, and no, Debo Mc- Samuel. Well, McCaffrey was hurt. But yeah, you're right. yeah, yes. I mean, honestly, you weren't facing full strength Christian McCaffrey no, and you no. weren't facing full strength 49ers. No. But he goes out, he beats the Niners. They put the chain on his neck. Everybody laughs because they're like, oh, Kirk chains. He goes out, he shreds a Packers defense that is absolute dog shit. Even the most loyal Green Bay Packer fans are just like, this fucking sucks. Get Joe Barry out of here. And like, everybody's like, oh my God, Kirko was shredding him. And then he tore, got back and tore his Achilles and the whole season was ruined. Kirk Cousins has these stretches every goddamn year. It's so consistent. They haven't fucking month named after it they call it kirktober and and like everybody's just like oh my god those two games that kirk played you know what happened before those two games how about the chargers game how about the chargers game where he couldn't hear kevin o'connell so he pissed himself and called his own play how about the eagles game where he self-circuited and then all of a sudden put up all these garbage time stats and oh people are shitting on kirk for no reason it's been the same fucking thing for the last six years and then you go ahead and you look at you know the the vikings in 2024 let's look at the vikings in 2024 because it's going to be a hell of a lot different than it is right now you have daniel hunter who is a free agent you have tj hawkinson who's probably not going to be ready for the start of the season after shredding his knee on christmas eve dalton reisner is a free agent He's probably going to be want to get paid after he didn't get paid last year. Jordan Hicks is a free agent. Harrison Smith might retire. You still need to upgrade your defensive line and secondary who has like no impact players. Four is my lead. Yep. And then you have, to, I mean, you're going to pay a quarterback 40 million fully guaranteed. And I know you, you're, you said it yourself too. Well, maybe Kirk will have a change of heart. He hasn't. We have a <laughs> six year. We, we have more than that. We got an eight year sample size, even all the way back in Washington. I want a fully guaranteed contract to say, secure the long-term viability of my family. And Hey, go get your money. That's fine. But I mean, when it comes to the Vikings, they can't afford to give a guy $40 million. If he is not elite, like if you went and gave Lamar Jackson, $40 million last off season and sacrificed two first round picks, I think the Vikings would be in pretty good shape. But if you do it with Kirk cousins, you're not going to look at anything. So, 
I get the competitive rebuild thing, and you don't want to waste Justin Jefferson's prime. I totally get that. But, I mean, KOC got a team to 500 largely without Kirk Cousins. So, I don't know, man. It, like, you don't have and Je- and to bring Kirk Cousins back. Yeah, um, and the thing about Justin Jefferson, like, wasting his prime, um, you, got, you look at the teams around the league and the the best ones, like, that win champions. Not, not most, most of the teams that win a championship, they they don't have like a, a Justin Jefferson. They don't have like bona fide top five receiver. Now some do, obviously. Um, you know, Tyree Kill with the, when the with the Chiefs when he was there. Um, we look at a team like the Patriots or the the Eagles a couple years ago. They they didn't have a Justin Jefferson or Tyree Kill or or Devonte Adams. Like they had a team, um, and I think that's that's that should be the goal. Like figuring out how to get, get the most complete team that you can. Um, and I, I don't know if, if bringing back cousins for another multi-year deal, I don't even know if bring, paying Daniel Hunter, the amount of money that he's going to want is, is a smart idea. I know he's a great pass rusher, but he's going to want a lot of money and you have to pay Justin Jefferson, Christian Darrisaw, you know, other guys as well. You, you're going to want to add people in free agency I just uh, I'm I'm paying Daniel Hunter. Well, like, I know. Like, in in my mind, I'm paying because you have no impact players on that side no, of the yeah. ball. Do you think you can pay him and Kirk Cousins? Yeah, that's a question for Rob Brzezinski. Because <laughs> that guy, that guy is the ultimate. He's the. Well, you know how we can add eight boy years to Kirk Cousins' uh, contract and uh, give him the Bobby Bonilla deal and uh, the sh- the Shohei Otani deal. Yeah. Cashing in those seventy million dollar checks. That's, that's, the, next, that's the thing. Uh, like decade. I think Kevin O'Connell. I know Kevin O'Connell would pick Kirk Cousins over Neil Hunter. Um, he's an offensive guy, and he, yeah. he wants he wants that that he's. I I don't know if he's kind of fallen victim of the, the same thing too. Where like you look at Nick Mullins and Josh Dobbs, and you're like, oh, I wish I had Kirk back there. But it's like, but we, was, yeah, we watched here. that quarterback series. How many times did he get frustrated with Kirk Cousins last year? Like he's he's got just he's got different he maybe different less obvious shortcomings and short circuits but he's got just as many as those guys do too he just he's more conservative so he's not those 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 mistakes and problems don't come in the form of interceptions or fumbles they come in the form of three and outs or you know not getting it on a fourth down and on on the last two minute drive like they come in different forms but he he's had just as many problems well here here's another idea for you what if the Vikings got rid of Kirk Cousins in his contract and signed Russell Wilson no, the no, no, same no. contract <laughs> and then plugged him in. Because, I mean, that sounds like a really smart idea to me. Um, Bet Online has the Vikings as the favorite. What do they know? What do they know? Two what, side, what five to know? one. Five to one to land Russell Wilson next year. What do they year. know? What do they know? What do they know? <laughs> uh, yes, the Broncos are benching Russell Wilson. Because he is due his 2025 salary at asshole. the end of March. If he gets hurt, they kind of jacks with that and they can't cut him. It's kind of like the Dalvin Cook thing. It's like, oh, my shoulder hurts. Surgery. Oh, cool. Yeah. I got $2 million for that. Um, you know, I, I mean, it, it doesn't make sense to do that. We're hearing like it's not just bet online. It's like other like I think Diana Rossini like listed the Vikings as a Fox, potential thing. Fox it's like sports there kind of this doesn't this doesn't make yeah. sense. Yeah. It makes zero sense. Yeah. Like here here's the thing that I think people also need to remind themselves of Vikings play in the NFC, which is a different ball game than the AFC. Look at all the franchise quarterbacks that are in the AFC. 
Patrick Mahomes, Trevor Lawrence, um, Tua Tagovailoa, Justin Herbert, uh, you know, Josh Joe Allen. Burrow, Lamar Jackson. I, I've named six Joe already. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, Joe Flacco. <laughs> I mean, Aaron Rodgers is on. Aaron Rodgers is out there now. Like it's a, it's literally an arms race in the AFC. In the NFC, it's hey, who's got the best supporting cast? That's why Brock Purdy's an MVP candidate because you know there's Debo, there's Kittle, there's you know an elite offensive line, there's uh, Christian McCaffrey, like all these weapons to help Brock. Like you just need to retool in the NFC to compete as opposed to full-scale rebuild nobody told bears that but i'm sure they'll figure it out um i i mean going and paying russell wilson because you feel you have to you don't have to you you can get a stopgap if you want like if it, I'll, I'll say it this way like i don't think russell wilson is a fit for kevin o'connell anyway because he's like the like that good deal played that guy played in structure in seattle with pete carroll and he's like let me cook let me cook and it was like bologna sandwiches and um actually just hand the ball off to marshawn lynch okay yeah yeah just <laughs> hand the ball to marshawn at the one don't cook and get smart with it like yeah. like he i don't think he's a kevin o'connell quarterback yeah. but if they wanted to bring him in for like a year or two on you know a cheaper deal which i don't think he's not going to accept like, like no way in hell so i mean some teams just gonna like be like oh it's russell wilson i'm gonna give him the moon like no so i i mean I'm, but i'm i'm just saying like you're going to have more options in the draft and matthew collar put this really well after the lions game he said the thing with mullins is that he knows where the ball is supposed to go he just doesn't have the arm to get it there. Like the Josh Dobbs and Nick Mullins are pretty much Kevin O'Connell. Yeah, he had everyone's <laughs> you know? like everyone's like Brandon Brandon Powell was wide open. Yeah, on the final play. Yeah, so is actually Justin Jefferson because Justin Jefferson in the NFL that is open. You have to throw to the spot and he will catch it and it's a touchdown. But he threw behind him, so he didn't get it. And um, he tried to put it on him as he said. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. I don't even know where this Russell Wilson and the Vikings thing even like. Is it his camp that like threw it? Out? Like ah, maybe they're like, oh, I want to go back and and look look at look what Kevin O'Connell did for for Kirk Cousins. Maybe he can do that for me. Um, but. I just don't. I I don't also, think he's also the same age as Kirk Cousins, so it's not like you're trading right. anything. Same here. draft class too, right? Yeah. Um, they, they had that, those battles in college, Wisconsin <laughs> and Michigan State. Um, but I think you. I'm just looking at the quarterback free agents that are going to be available next year, and there are some that are either at the same level as Russell Wilson, or either they're a little bit below, but they're going to be cheaper. Actually, I don't know how much Russell Wilson will cost. I don't think he's going to cost a lot. Or there's guys like I would rather have. I'd rather have the Vikings go after Baker Mayfield than Russell Wilson. Yeah. (laughs) Like Baker Mayfield's out there next year. Um, You know, Gardner Minshew, I'd rather have him for a year or two. Um, You know, they could could sign Ryan Tannehill to a cheap deal. Like there are options that are not Russell Wilson. Um, And people are freaking out when you say those names, but that, I mean, look at Baker's probably the best example of like stopgap quarterback because the guy hasn't been like Pro Bowl elites, like number one pick. But I mean, the expectations, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got Mike Evans here. You got Chris Godwin here. You got a, you know, Rashad White in the backfield. Go win the division. And he did. Teammates teammates like him and stuff. So that's half the battle. Um, but yeah, just <laughs> there's no there's no way. I I'm just I'm mad at Sean Payton once again in my life for making me feel bad for Russell Wilson. Like I didn't I didn't like I, nothing against Russell Wilson. He's just like an odd dude. 
and I just never really enjoyed his, I don't know, his stick. commentary, yeah, his stick. Uh, it seemed very calculated and uh, not not uh, legit. But now, you know, Sean Payton is benching this dude so he doesn't get hurt, and he's coming out and saying, oh, we need a spark, or we need a spark. This guy helped you get back into the playoff race. Like, without him, you're not even in the – you might be fired. You might have been a one-and-done coach. So, like, you know, the fact that Sean Payton's coming out here and, like, oh, I think he said, like, oh, I, I can't bench the whole offensive line or, or get a, a brand-new group of wide receivers, so this is, you know, what we have to – no, you just come out and say there's things in his contract that we, you know, we want to look forward and we're trying to figure out what we want to do next year. And we want to make sure we can do those things. And by not playing him, we can guarantee that he's not going to get hurt. And we won't owe him, what, it's like a $37 million injury guarantee. It becomes fully guaranteed in March. That's what they're doing. Um, just come out and say, and one, everyone knows it. <laughs> like, yeah. just, just come out and the say Raiders it. did the same thing last year. Like, it's our, it's Derek our, Carr? Yeah, Derek yeah. Carr. Yep. They benched him so they wouldn't have to pay him. And then, yeah. you know, they, they tried to find a trade partner and he's like, I'm not waving my no trade. Screw you guys. And he's like, okay, well, we'll just release I feel you. like, I don't know if it would go over any better, but I feel like players would, it would just not be as much of a problem if you're like, yeah, we don't, we don't think he's going to be around next year. So we don't want to mess it up for the rest of the franchise if he gets hurt. Also, they could be like, if he gets hurt, then that kind of sets his career back and, and ruins things for him. And he can't sign with anybody in March. So the, they are technically doing Russell Wilson a favor by keeping him healthy for when free agency does happen and they eventually do cut him. It, it doesn't seem that way because the way Sean Payton and uh, everything's being reported. Um, but yeah, like, fuck you, Sean Payton. I don't want to like Russell Wilson. <laughs> I hate that guy so much. He's just... Uh... You know, my parents actually watched the uh, Sean Payton the Netflix movie. movie. Yeah. And they're like, my mom's just like, that guy's an asshole. Yeah. I'm like, oh, the guy who devised the scheme for like everybody to get hurt, which everybody had that type of scheme. But, you know, who's counting? Everyone um, seems to forget that he was suspended for a year and then just came back like nothing happened. Like nothing, nothing at all. And yeah. then, you know, Kareem Jackson is like launching himself like a torpedo at everyone. Um, Let's move on. Let, let's get back into the present. Please, we please. can deal with Russell Wilson later. Um, Vikings and Packers. New Year's Eve. Border battle. Everybody's going to be liquored up. There's going to be oh, yeah. champagne everywhere. Um, actually, I don't think. Champagne probably would be really expensive inside U.S. Bank Stadium. I think oh, yeah. when I went for the Chargers game, beer, it was just like a tall boy silo. Like I was at like a bucks. bar in Elgin and it was 14 bucks. Like. Yeah. Yeah, All that's right. that's the thing. Do you when you go to those shows, do you tip too? Because now I feel like pressure when I go up to like the counter. I like if, like it's a, if it's a beer, if it's like Wally the beer man, like walking up and down the stairs and like handing me oh, a beer, yeah. I'll tip. But like yeah. when I go to the thing, like they, they have tip screen, the guy's like, look, and you're like, yeah, ah, no, 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 no. Like you now they have me, you just gave me a can. I didn't oh, you didn't right. you didn't do anything. <laughs> right. You're not like logging up and down stairs. Like Subway is uh like you go to Subway now and they're like, Hey, give us a tip. Subway, you go to Best Buy and they're like, you, you want to add a tip? No, I just bought a three thousand dollar TV. I don't want to give you a tip. <laughs> if you install it for me, yeah. sure. But i mean like every place. Every and, place and it like, depends too. No. If the geek if the geek squad guy comes and just plugs a couple of things in, like sure, if he mounts my TV on the wall, I can't do that shit. Yeah, I'll do it. Like, you know. If, Grab, if going and grabbing a silo from a yeah. concession stand where I can just flip the top, 
which I can't because you actually crack it open for me. Yeah. So I can't. Right. I don't know. Chuck a full beer on the field or something. Yeah, I, totally. I don't know. Like, I don't get that. If but... it's a place where I frequent often and I like I enjoy their service. Yes. I might throw some tips in there here and there. Um, and especially food service wise, like I, yes, my dad has worked in food service his whole life. So I grew up working in food service as well. Like those people get tip wages. So tip them as much as possible. Unless their service is terrible, then don't tip them at all. Not to, not at all. I'm going to give them a little tip. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like the, everywhere you go now, like you're at the gas station. Would you want to, do you want to tip? No, I don't want to. I'm getting a Mountain Dew. I don't want to tip you. <laughs> <laughs> you, I, I know how the sausage is made at Quick yeah, Trip. They just I, throw it in a high powered yeah. microwave and stick it to the no, hot spot. I don't want to give you a tip. Like, yeah. It's, it's, it's getting, yeah. I think I, I've seen like, me- there's memes now that are like, like, I don't know if it was like Christmas cards where like people holding up just like the, the tip thing that has like 20 and 15. And t- which one do you want to choose for? For this year but yeah like it's getting it's getting ridiculous i i did go to quick trip a couple of times uh during my oh stay and yes uh, aside once i got over the ptsd of like being a quick trip again <laughs> i uh you know enjoyed the product i mean what they're the title sponsor of what purple daily purple daily so yes let's be doing something right quick trip should like give us a call i i'd pump up quick trip they're gonna pay me i don't care quick. yeah yeah exactly like <laughs> If they want me to talk about my old boss at Quick Trip, I might have some bad things to say, but that's not against the company. That's just against my boss who had his last name tattooed on his forearm and fought crystal meth tweakers over stealing dollar chicken sandwiches. Anyway, let's get back on track here. Uh, Speaking of Vikings, crystal meth tweakers. Packers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Vikings and Packers, 7.20 p.m. kickoff at U.S. Bank Stadium on New Year's Eve. Uh, my mom, another segue here. Because I don't like, I don't care about the game. Like I, I'm just, like I said, I'm tired, man. I, I know, but like my mom, the entire excited time. Excited for Collinsworth? What's that? Yeah, excited for Collinsworth? Just drooling all over Jordan Love the whole game. Hey, now here's a guy. You know, <laughs> this guy reminds me a little bit of Brett Favre and Aaron yeah. Rodgers. They got a good one over did, there. Did he call? Did he call Josh Dobbs Patrick Mahomes when they played? The yeah, Broncos? yeah. He, I don't want to compare him to Patrick Mahomes. This guy really reminds me of Patrick Mahomes. And like Mike Tirico is just like, what the fuck are you saying, dude? I had. Uh, let's go on another segue because this is a good story. I when I was in college. Uh, way back in the day, I uh, went up to Stevens Point for a uh, football game, and my color guy um, was kind of a moron, <laughs> if I am being blunt. I don't think he follows me anymore because well, he likes Kirk anymore. and, like, you know, <laughs> loyal, loyal, loyal K-fan guy to, oh, like, okay. a fault. Okay, okay. Um, like working for the company and getting walked all over and yeah. that sort of thing. But um, that's another story for another time. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, so we're up in Stevens point and river falls football was not good while I was in college and the Stevens point running back is just juking everybody out of their shoes. And my, uh, my co my color guy looks at me and he goes, man, I don't know, Chris, that's like Barry Sanders kid out there. And I like looked at him and I go, no, Jay, no, he's not. And then I just like turned around and like, just. Went along with my business, but um, it's kind of like the Phil Mackey thing where it's yeah, just like uh, what is him that, and Jonathan three? Vilma. What's that? What was that? Division three? Division three, yes. Yeah, Barry Sanders in Division three. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, they, I mean, sometimes <laughs> the kid doesn't live up to the namesake, just saying, but um, 
but yeah, my mom freaked out a lot about this game and like when I was going to start and whatever. And she, they, they, they do a Vikings trip every year and they decided that every city on the schedule was a obscenely dangerous. So they just decided to go to Minneapolis. Charlotte's just uh just gonna let everybody have a good laugh there but then she was like well, what if they flex I, I saw that they had they are flexing games to Thursday now like could they flex to Thursday could they flex it to no. could it be flexed to Monday night could it be flexed the next week could it be like no mom they're actually gonna decide when the game is starting five minutes before the game so you better be around the stadium at all times when you're up there and then that way when kickoff starts you can just file right into the stadium you don't know it's like it's like the Royal Rumble. You'll just see a giant countdown and all of a sudden a random game will start. Maybe it'll be Bucks Giants. Maybe it'll be Vikings Packers. Who knows? Um, so they're not flexing it. They're keeping it at the same time. Mike Tirico and Chris Collinsworth will be on the call. Vikings and Packers both enter Sunday's game with seven and six record. And the Vikings, according to the Action Network, are favored by one point. So it's basically a pickup. Um, what's going to be the biggest factor in this game? Turnovers. <laughs> Yes. I mean, there are no secrets here yeah. anymore. We're week 17. And it's just like, all right, whatever. Win the turnover battle. Um, throw to Justin Jefferson. Give Ty Chandler some more carries. Um, play better pass defense. Um, I mean, yeah, don't turn the ball over. Don't throw four interceptions. It seems really simple. But I mean, and Bryce Young just threw, what, 300 and some odd yards against the Packers last week. And that was easily his season high. I think his previous season high was like 260. Um, so this is going to be at home in Minnesota where the Vikings aren't that good this year. It's weird. Yeah. First time. Two and five. They're, yeah, they're not good. Um, so maybe it's everyone just, all the backups just get, you know, spooked uh, out of their minds in, in front of the crowd inside, all the music and the lights. And it's, it's loud. I can't hear my coach. It's exactly. loud. It's loud. Exactly. Um, so yeah, just don't turn the ball over a lot. Um, just, yeah, just, just, yeah, don't turn the ball over. Like, it seems, I want to say more stuff, but like, that's really all they've had to do the last few weeks is not turn the ball over. And, 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 and but they haven't and they've lost. So it seems very simple. Um, and just don't make Jaron Hall do stuff that he's not capable of. I think we talked about it earlier. You know, don't, don't think that he's Kirk Cousins. He's going to go run out there and run. Yeah. I think that's, that might be the advantage that Jaron Hall has going into this game is that. Kevin O'Connell is going to assume that he doesn't really know still a bunch of the playbook, so he's not going to ask him to run certain things. So it's kind of like when Josh Dobbs first came in and and his first his first game and his first start, Kevin O'Connell kind of gave him like a smaller playbook. But as as the weeks went on and and Dobbs learned more of the playbook, and O'Connell felt like, oh, he's not, he knows this now, he can run this. Uh, no, he can't because uh, he can't do that. So I think that might be something to Hall's advantage that he's still a little bit limited in terms of knowing the offense, um, at least from our point of view. Uh, but yeah, um, I, you know what? I really don't care if they win or lose. <laughs> they, I don't know if you saw me. I was laughing. I was just thinking about it. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck about no, <laughs> Cause you know what? If they lose, they get a better I, draft pick. Yeah. They have a, they'll, they'll have to get possibly have to give up less to move up in the draft to get a, quarterback they want if they want someone like right now they're seven and eight um and they if they finish seven and ten they could i threw this out there a couple days ago they could potentially have a top five pick if things go their way like i think like the giants and, and cardinals have to win like all their games but um it's possible like they're gonna if they lose their final two games they're gonna have a pick between five and ten that's that's likely yeah but if yeah. they get in the playoffs they're the lowest they can go is 19 so like 
I know there's... they want to. I know they want to win and everything, but uh, what? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so, so let, let's let's break this down into two sections here. The players are going to play to win. Oh yeah, hundred yeah. percent. They're going. I mean, you know, I think Alec Lewis had a piece in the Athletic where Jordan he was just Hicks? like, "Tell Jordan Hicks to like not." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, that was kind of that was kind of weird to be honest. Take the I guy like Alex's almost... work, by the way. I would love to have him on the show. Take the guy um, who almost lost his leg and ask him if he he wants to keep playing. Ask Justin Jefferson, who valiantly battled his way back. Like, just like, am I reading a wild article? What's going on here? Um, but you know, from a player standpoint, they're going to play hard as long as there's a chance that I mean, hell, they might even play hard in Detroit if the game doesn't even matter because they want to. Well, they're end playing the, for their jobs too, their future. Like, exactly. Like, like nothing, nothing is guaranteed for a lot of those guys. Right. Um, if they dog it, I mean, that could be the difference between going into training camp in a battle or just being, yeah, hey, thanks, thanks yep. for your service. Uh, go find a new home. Cut. Before your contract runs out. Right. From a best for business standpoint, I, I, I would rather see them lose both games. Now, if they beat the Packers, you know, there's always that emotional Hooray. element. Like beating the Packers is good. You can go make fun of your, you know, John Deere cult friends. And that that's always fun. Watch but, Aaron Nagler freak out on Jason TV. <laughs> yes. Like give us, we get some Packer vent line, you know, and that would be. Oh, we haven't even talked about Jair Alexander. We didn't even talk oh, yeah. about that. <laughs> That whole thing is hilarious. Like that dude looked like he was stoned out of his mind when he was talking. Just like, hey man, yeah, you know, I was just like, yeah, I'm going out for the coin toss, and you saw what <laughs> happened. Said, yeah, Charlotte. we did. We did. I'm from Charlotte, man. I, I'm not a captain. I was going out for the coin toss, and they're like, uh, so what do you want? Uh, defer. Yeah, uh, you want to defer? Husband. Or no? He said. He wanted to defense. Be on defense. And he's like, so you want to defer? Oh, man. He almost made it so the Panthers got the ball in both halves to start. <laughs> and then the rest were like, uh, I don't think you want to do that. <laughs> you know, the, and the funny thing is if it were the Vikings, they would have been like, okay, uh, yeah, sure. That was the other thing that I was going to mention about the Vikings game, the refs. And like, you know, I, I've kind of like mellowed out over like complaining about calls because it just happens now. Like, I, yeah, I mean, you throw four interceptions, uh, you deserve to lose. Right. But I mean, like the refs, I don't know his name, like the lead ref in that group Land just looks Clark. like the biggest condescending jackass I've ever seen. What's his name? His name is Land. Land, Land Clark. Land Clark. L-A-N-D? Yes. Land. He was the, their, their refs were the same ones they had for the Chiefs game. So you shouldn't right. even be surprised at what they did. In the Lions scene, because well, the same well, thing well and and I mean the way that he announces penalties is just like funny to me because he's just like, oh, yeah. oh, I'm really well endowed, holding <laughs> on the offense, and you are penalty first down, cuts his mic off, fucking idiots. And then you know, just like God, I have a massive die. All right, gotta announce this penalty. False start number seventy six offense. First down, idiot. Yeah, it was uh, like you, you know, just kind of like can you just announce the penalty? Like we we all was, know that the guy's a moron, but I mean, you just yeah, you know. It was, we, uh, we had a guy at Quick Trip that was like that too. A lot of Quick Trip stories in this. Episode. <laughs> I think it, the two the two biggest calls were what Patrick Jones roughing the passer early, um, and then uh, the legal contact in the second half on, on Jalen Williams. I think those are probably two two most notable that I remember, but. At the same time, yeah, throw four interceptions, you're probably not going to win, regardless of how they could have had one penalty and they probably would have lost if they still had four interceptions. So I don't, I don't, and the, and the Lions, you know what? They're good. Good for them. They're a good team. 
seriously good. Will they be good I mean, next year when Ben Johnson leaves? I don't think so. And, um, and by but, the way, have you seen what the Pistons are doing right now? Oh, they, they need something way. over yeah. there. Like the, good, good for the Lions for stepping up because there's always one Detroit team that just ha- like they can't have everyone be. Someone has to like <laughs> suck and not like just be bad. They have to be like historically bad. Like, yes, you had the Lions who went zero and sixteen. I think the Tigers had like the all time worst record yeah. in baseball. Uh, the Pistons were like, "It's our time. It's our time now. <laughs> time to carry the torch." I, mean, they, I think they had, open, they had open tryouts the other day. Like just people <laughs> on the street. They're like, "Can you guys do anything?" Just. <laughs> Anything. It's like it's like uh what's the Will Ferrell movie? The um basketball one. Oh yes, yes. Ah, uh, the Flint Tropics. Semi pro. Semi pro, yes. Yep. That that's like what they did. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. I, I mean I could get on about the Pistons. The Airbud's gonna be on the floor for them soon. <sighs> I'm just like running away from this game and like any which way to talk yeah, we've about We've talked about probably I, 75 different things that don't have to do with Vikings and Packers. Like seriously, just crack <laughs> some beers. <laughs> Watch the game and just find your joy. If you want to see the Vikings beat the Packers, good. Go for it. If you want to see the Vikings lose and get a draft, if you want to see Jaron Hall play like dog shit, fine. Like, go ahead. Like, find your joy. It's New Year's Eve. You're going to have some beverages or whatever. Like, for me, I would rather have the top 10 or 5 or 10 pick because it's going to make it easier to trade up. You're not going to give it a, have to give up as much. Hell, if you wind up with a 7, 8, 9-ish pick, like, Jane Daniels be right there. And you and I had a conversation about Jane Daniels last night. I don't know. Maybe it was like the Thor draft day type story about him in the jet simulator, just yeah. like Neo or whatever that kind of had me sold. But I mean, watching his tape, that dude throws some fucking bombs. He like he is fine. He, he can run. He's throwing down field. He figured out how to do short and medium passes. Like, I mean, I'll give you a scenario before we get out of here. Um, would you rather have Jaron Hall? win these next two games and lead them to the NFC championship? Or would you rather have them lose the next two games? Uh, <laughs> NFC championship would be fun. That wouldn't would it? be fun. That would be fun. I didn't say win it or lose it. So I didn't, I, didn't, I, left, that, <laughs> I left that open. <laughs> just get our hopes up just to kick us in the nuts. Yeah. Um, I mean, how NFC, you know, I think somebody would be like playoff wins bad. And I, I mean, no, I mean, if they, I just don't think they have the horses for it. Like yeah. Hawkinson's out, but the like, Browns don't either. I like I keep going yes. back to the Browns. They they have lost oh so many players. <laughs> like, but the guys yeah. that are on the field for the Vikings are like like Harrison Phillips can't even walk. Right, right. Like you yeah. know, like Brian O'Neill's gonna play. He's gonna be limping out there on Saturday or uh, Byron, sun, whatever Byron day Murphy it is. Just, yeah, Byron Murphy just got ruled out again um, for Sunday. Um, yeah, KJ Osborne's out there. He's he's <laughs> he's ready to go. <laughs> hey, my man, KJ. <laughs> Hope he finds a good team. He he's a good dude. Like I get, say that, but, uh, what's your prediction? Uh, I mean, it's gonna be a one score game. That's just how it goes. Um, so what what the heck? We'll do twenty three twenty one. I know the Packers defense is bad, but like it's I said, really they bad. just. I, I mean, unless if like I think I can't. Maybe Phil Mackey said somebody said this, but it was like it's almost like a bad thing Jair is out because the Packers would have been like, all right, Jair, JJ, let's go. Yeah. Like this, yeah. now it's like, okay, we can utilize other players to stop him that aren't complete head cases. And it's like the know. opposite of uh when Jefferson was out, where it's like, okay, yeah. now we can just spread the ball around and we're doing well. Weird. <laughs> like if they take away Justin Jefferson, the game's over. <laughs> Like Jordan Addison's got a bad ankle. Well, you don't think Josh Oliver is going to step up and have 10 catches? 
Well, they paid him enough. He probably should. But they play, paid him the block, okay? Don't bring that up, okay? Oh, oh, people are mad about that now? No, I remember earlier in the year when I was like, oh, I'm so happy they gave him $21 million to just block. And everyone's like, whoa, that's what he's supposed to do. It's like, then sign an offensive lineman. It's like Bill Guerin signing a grinder for $4 million. I like that guy on my team. Okay, whatever, boomer. <laughs> um, but he's got two cups. He can walk around and be jackasses to travel people uh, because he's got two cups. Um, 21 10 Packers. Stanley Cups. Yeah, Stanley Cups. <laughs> 21 10 Packers. That's my, there's just too many injuries. And like, wow, not even a one score game. No, a I, I, just, I don't have faith in Jaron Hall. I'm sorry. Like I, I'm not. I saw, I saw the drive against the Falcons, but you don't have faith, you don't have faith on arguably the most religious guy on the team. No, <laughs> I I don't know. I said arguably. Kirk Kirk and Hall are just gonna have a religion. Nick Mullins it's gonna be like religious too. Pe- <laughs> it's gonna be uh, Pedro Serrano and Harris from Major League. Like I think Josh Jobs is like, yeah, I'm. I clearly believe in space because I'm. Uh, you know. Rockets. <laughs> Josh, Josh Dobbs is going to build himself a rocket right out of that conversation. Just like curveball. You don't think Jesus Christ can hear a curveball? Come you know on, what? man. I, w- I would like to say, you know, good for Josh Dobbs too, because he could have, I feel like he could have created all this commotion and made this a big scene, but he just, he got benched and he, he's, and he's not even the second string guy. He's third. Yeah. He could have, he could have, he could have had someone leak some, leak some sources, you know, team source things and, and get some things all ruffled, but we haven't heard any of that. So thankful for that. Cause in the past, that might not have. No, no, it wouldn't have. <laughs> um, I saw Zim wants to coach again, too. It's like another. New- like we we don't new have pack, to new, pack, new Packers just, defensive coordinators Mike Zimmer. I I think he would like that very much. Oh no! <laughs> you want to play the Vikings twice? Yes, yes, he I would. I would love that he, opportunity. He like that. Uh, what's going Even on the, the Lions? Vikings? No, I think he might go to. He would. He might if the Lions get rid of Aaron Glenn. Oh, I think he would because they have that's uh, Parcells' coaching tree. Dan yes. Campbell. Yes. Yeah. Dan, he was on the Cowboys when Zim was there. So that too. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> hey, what's going on in the Viking Age, man? Oh, you know, we're getting ready for this awesome game. Um, just had a mock draft. Just had some bold predictions come out. I think I'm going to get um, some. I'm going to look back and put out a piece, kind of some moments that we might have forgot about. Looking back, you know, because there's a whole hiring process of Brian Flores, uh, who they almost hired. Some of the free agents they were looking at, some of the players they're looking to draft. I think you know, sometimes we forget they they wanted to trade up. There was rumors about them trying to trade up for Anthony Richardson, even C.J. Stroud. Um, so like, there's a lot, I feel like we, we forgot about and it wasn't that long ago, but uh, yeah, go check it out. TheVikingAge.com. Don't forget the Lamar Jackson report. I did forget. And now I'm going to include that. So yes, you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. Hey, where can people follow us on social media too? As I flash it on the screen. Well, you can follow me at Adam Patrick NFL, uh, Twitter X, whatever that thing is now, or on threads. Threads is where it's threads is mythical, wonderful social media. It's, it's always slightly less. I, I still get the porn bots over there, but it's like the right now. I feel like it's like the Bing to Google. It's like in that stage, you can yeah. compare that at the Twitter, but there obviously aren't as many people over on threads yet, but give it a year. I, I think we'll see some, some changes, some, some ex- mass exoduses from from Twitter over to to Threads. We'll see. Well, you can follow me at the real Chris Shad as well. Uh, been doing some stuff on X. Some you you know you probably saw me over Christmas tweeting because I was bored and TikTok saying, too, right? 
Yeah, I'm doing some TikTok now. I got a little bit of Instagram, a lot of a lot of interesting YouTube. things going on in social media. So yeah, you're gonna want to check it all out. Um, but that's all the time we have for the Viking Age today. We do this every Monday with a late week episode right here on the Viking Age YouTube channel. We're also on Apple and Spotify the very next day. But however you consume us, don't forget to rate, comment, share, and subscribe. You never miss a new episode, and we can send the word to the masses for Adam Patrick. I am Chris Shad. This has been the Viking Age Pods. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.